definitely felt better. We were all together yesterday celebrating Sean's off wider Sean is what I'm calling it. It's not how you really <laughs> say it, but it was a going away party. Sean's going to Germany a couple weeks. Huh. Ah, can't even talk about it. <laughs> it was fun. It was a lot of fun, actually. It's the most fun I've had in a while. I know we've been locked up, whatnot, kind of. I've still been seeing people here and there, but nothing close to normal. That felt more normal last night. Mm-hmm. So, good times, great food. Great food. Great food. Food was good. And outside with massive wind gusts leading to just unlimited farting. <laughs> I'm talking it's like I had a cheat code punched in <laughs> old school PS2 left right left right up down up down select select ABAB contra code and I'm just tearing we Dude. were we were there from 2 basically to about 11 so 9 hours overall added up probably an hour worth of farts <laughs> hot and heavy early and then as the as the day went on it just kept kept coming as soon as you start driving the combination of brisket mac and cheese and cornbread slathered in barbecue sauce it's <sighs> it's an unstoppable combination with the beer and booze for those of you listening watching mission barbecue was where the food was from sorry oh, that's Jim. where it was from yes yeah. My combo so was the barbecue brisket and uh, the Casamigos mezcal. So that was oh yeah. Well, and Jim, you probably got the food after it had been about seven hours after it had been first dug into, and it was still probably amazing. It was so good. They I, had yeah. what about seven to nine sauces to choose from? Yeah, it was pretty yeah. incredible. So it a bunch was, of different sauces. And uh, I was like, I don't know if I want like seven different ones or whatnot. So I went there and like had lunch and I was like, all right, I need all seven of these sauces. <laughs> Personal favorite, the KC special. That one's really good. Also like the Tupelo hot sweet, then heat. Very good. That all very good. good. I like the, I combine sauces pretty much every time. Yeah, I love so that too. Yeah, I did the Memphis Bell and the Smokehouse. I did the Sweet Heat or the Tupelo or whatever mixed with the Smokehouse. And then I did the KC and 
whichever. There's like a KC and then like some kind of a red something or whatever. I don't know, but any combination of sauces was so good. I was like, I was loving it. Yeah, those cool. sauces were legit. First yeah. plate, Big I thing. went heavy sides and then two little sandwiches and I put coleslaw in the sandwiches and everything. And then second yeah. plate, I just went straight meat. Just all the brisket with the burnt ends was just, oh my gosh. So Saul's so sister-in-law had me, wait, Saul's sister-in-law's sister had me doing shots of tequila and chasing it with the brisket. Yeah, so I did that too, the meat that, shot. Yeah, the meat shot. And she brought empanadas. I didn't get one of those. I love them. I did not get one of those. Oh my God. Gosh, guys. It was <laughs> like I, at a certain point, I went into yesterday with a pretty strong commitment to have fun and have some drinks and just let loose. And then I had two beers and a cup of cider and then two plates of food. And then pretty much from there, my entire focus just shifted to eating the rest <laughs> of the day. It was... It was lovely. It was lovely, and that that cider was amazing. So good. I had shout out Ryan Schroeder, potential future fill in guest host. There you go, Schroeder. Talking of the it up a little bit yesterday, so I told him maybe we'd give him a shot. Maybe we'll hold auditions. We'll see. Shawnee, what time were you out till? Uh, I didn't go to sleep until like six thirty or something like that. This morning. Yeah. Six thirty nice. or seven. Did you I come got home. Did you stay there? I went home. Uh, we stayed afterwards and just kind of helped clean up a little bit. Although I did extremely very minimal cleaning, but I was still part of the gang. <laughs> and then uh, moral support. Yeah. It's important. <laughs> we just hung around a little bit after everybody left around like five or five thirty, whenever they left. And then I got home and I showered and made a pizza <laughs> and ate the whole pizza and drank like a gallon of water. And then I fell asleep after after nice. all that. It's a good way to close it out. Yeah, it felt good. I bet. I was caked in all sorts of bonfire stank and just yeah, the stank of the day and definitely. barbecue stank and everyone's right, fart like stank. The, Everyone just the farting, food yeah. and the tequila and the scent of the bonfire all kind of mixed. So I couldn't yeah. tell if I was like burping up tequila, if I was smelling bonfire, if I was burping up brisket, which was fine. I don't know, whatever. At that point, it's all, it's all I hot. I will say... <laughs> Here's, I, I was driving there with Alyssa, and all of a sudden, probably halfway there, I had this sudden thought, and it just freaked me out. We're going somewhere where there's a barbecue buffet, and a bunch of people are going to be there, and there's only one bathroom. So I'm driving there. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, I might have to eat light. This sucks. And then I pull up, I see the porta potty professional move now i'll have to ask you because jay says things that aren't always true but i i try and take his word for things jay says they dropped this thing off and pulled the plastic off it that's how brand new it Dude, was this thing was brand new <laughs> it, was brand, it was it was brand new brand oh new. i went inside <laughs> for new. five to seven minutes and <laughs> it was lemony fresh dude and this there was a nice under underleg wind breeze that came through. It was surprisingly enjoyable experience. Quite in a porter potty. for a porter potty. It was right? 
quite lovely is a, a very nice way of putting it. It was quite lovely. I enjoyed it. So that was maybe the best part of the whole night. Dude, the porter potty. Saul suggested it, and I was like, yeah, we probably got to do it just because. Just because. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we got the porter potty, and I was like, all right, man, this is going to work out. And I'm glad it got good use. I'm ashamed to say that later in the night, like way later in the night, I went in there and it was pitch black. And I just started pissing and someone had to put the seat down. So I was just like, <laughs> I was just like pissing, pissing. everywhere. Dude. Oh, your pants got was, splashed dude, down. Splashed and it was no like... longer clean. <laughs> it's now, now it's just a porter potty. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that's no, how it no happens. No longer is it quite okay. lovely. Oh, boy. I like, okay. yeah, I was pissing well, on I'm the seat. I'm glad it was quite had, lovely like... when I used it. Yeah, yeah it was very that's, lovely when I used really it. It's really all that matters to me. I was a huge right. fan of it. Yeah, it was good. Good at, good at the time. Before we jump in, I have a random question that I want to bring up that Alyssa and I were talking about the other day. How many peanut butter and jelly sandwiches do you guys think you could eat in the course of a day if you were trying to eat as many as possible? Full loaf of bread? Yeah. That's what I said. I said I would, (laughs) I literally said I would make a full loaf into sandwiches and then just put it back into the bag and carry the loaf of (laughs) bread around with me i said i thought i could eat one for every hour i was awake easily (laughs) i would probably start to get a little full by the end of the day but i think i could eat eight pb and j's over the course of the day i was gonna say i was gonna say six okay so three meals two per two per meal full loaf of bread maybe one day we'll put this to a test and, and the we'll only just... reason I say that is because I load mine up with peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, well, I, no, seriously. I'm talking one day on like a Saturday. We all just make a full loaf worth of peanut butter and jellies, <laughs> carry it around, and film ourselves eating and our progress. Oh, I, I think could, we could do it. I could for sure do a full loaf of bread. Part of <laughs> what, without, without question. Part of what came into it for me is how fast I can eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Like... I can eat it in 15 to 20 seconds, four bites. Yeah, I mean. It's just, it goes so quick. It's delicious. PBJ, especially with like the smooth pe- uh, peanut butter, like mm-hmm. it's just so crushable. No crunch in your way. It's just all, you know, it's just Big all time. soft chewing. A little glass of milk with each. Right, yeah. Mix it in. Not a problem. And, and as, you, as, as our listeners know, the, our condiments out there, as yeah. they know, <laughs> we're jam folks. Here on this podcast. Oh, yeah. If you use jelly, you're an amateur. Well, and not only would I be using jam, but I would have a variety of jams within my PB&Js. I would go straight strawberry or grape. Oh, I would not, dude. I mean, I I would be fine with those, but I had a nice, a very nice, refreshing peanut butter and apricot jam sandwich last week. And it is just delightful dude apricot raspberry apricot straight oh. raz get to oh. the blueberry oh raz. man i make matass. i think i'm thinking it's like not even on a saturday like on a regular work day when i'm up you know at like seven around yeah i would have a pb and j as soon as i sit down to work i would have like two more pb and j's at lunch and i'd probably have a pb and j in between that's already four right so maybe i'd do a two pb and j breakfast one in between, late lunch, three, two more PB&Js, 
get off of work, maybe go for a run, probably three PB&Js after that. So you could do eight doable. Peeb. I think it's doable for sure. Eight to ten is probably doable. And, and this is if you're trying your hardest. Obviously, normally you wouldn't go about your day trying to just down PB&Js. But like you said, if you work in all those activities, you do it on a work day, so you're spreading it out throughout the day. Especially you go on a run, all of a sudden you crush three post-run. Big right. old glass of milk. I loaf of PB&Js tomorrow without any preparation. Just wake <laughs> up, there's my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. No problem. Right. All right, well, we should calendar a PBJ day. We'll get Andy involved. He's a little bit under the weather. That's why he's not here with us today. <clears> sure. <throat> I'm just kidding. I didn't <laughs> even drink. I just ended up eating myself into a coma yesterday. But, Andy, <laughs> if you're listening, prepared, be prepared to eat 8 to 10 peanut butter and jellies over a 8 to 10 hour span or however long you're awake during a normal yeah, was day. So the other reason is I'm awake like 16 to 18 hours a day, so I'd for sure... Oh, so you got to eat like sixteen to eighteen PB and J's. <laughs> I would for I crush. I'm going for an hour, one per every hour I'm awake. That's my pace that I'm striving for. I, I'm just gonna crush a loaf. That's that's what I'm gonna do, including the butts. I'm not including oh, yeah. those. They're All right, we're talking full loaves, right? We're yeah. not talking any half loaf bullshit. No, no. full loaves. Well, end to end. Of bread, end to end. Your your loaf of choice. I will leave that. Oh, out. Martin's By the way, bread. Mm, that's pretty good. My for peanut butter and jelly, my preferred loaf is Sara Lee honey wheat, or basically any other brand honey wheat. But the Sara Lee one are just it's so crushable. I might I'll, be go, able... I'll go Martin's with uh, Jif peanut butter smooth and either grape or strawberry jam. Sometimes I'll, I'll even... Definitely Jif smooth. Definitely Jif smooth. Feisty. And then uh, assortment of jams. Oh, yeah. Assortment. Assortment of jams. So I'm not trying to call anybody out, but we have a, a dedicated listener and former softball teammate who swears by peanut butter pan. Sorry. Peter Pan peanut butter. Hmm. Wait. I'm not, not going to call him out. I'm not going to say Can his name. Can you give us any hints? Because I can't think of who you're talking about right now. He um. Is he an intern? He is not an intern. <laughs> is he, he a tradesman? He is a tradesman, yes. Okay, I know who it is, but I won't say it either. Peter Pan Peanut Butter. Swears he swears by, by it? Swears by it. I, I, mean, I can't remember the last time I had Peanut Butter. Peter Pan peanut yeah, butter. There's a reason for that. Ever since <laughs> I discovered four pound can of Jif peanut butter for ten dollars at Jewel, it's just there's no. This is the way. Yeah. This is the way. Jif there's is the no only other correct answer, in my opinion. I, I can I can deal with Skippy. I can deal with it, sure. I can deal with it. How do you guys feel about natural peanut butter? I like it, but not for PBJs. It's good. Like, I'll put it... Um, so on I'll toast make, or something? No, so I'll make smoothies, and then I'll, like, drizzle mm. the peanut butter Ooh. on top, so it's like a PBJ smoothie. Okay. Then it's delicious. But in terms of peanut butter and jelly, no. Jif doesn't quite the do the answer. trick. Yeah. I'm not as picky on my peanut butter. I could even go crunchy. Um, oh, sure. But I wouldn't... I wouldn't Go out of my way to buy Peter, Peter Pan peanut butter, or I mean, I like Jif pretty much exclusively. That's usually what we have at our house, or yep, Aldi brand. Same. 
I'll go Aldi Brown if I have to, but Jif is usually I might the even go-to. mix crunchy into my peanut butter and jelly day because just for the the little difference in taste and okay. texture. I respect it. I don't but then I'd I'd have to buy some because I don't have any on hand. Could we mix in a single peanut butter and fluff sandwich? Fluff or nutter? Oh, or does it have to have jelly? No, it's. I don't think so. Insta- I've, in fact, I it's would. More about the loaf there. The, the I, pure I number of sandwiches. Would make ever. it more difficult. So yeah. The uh, pepper also... and some fluff. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So last night, Corey was bothering Jimmy to no end about smoking weed and. <laughs> He's been trying to get him to smoke for like 15 years, and Jimmy doesn't want to do it. Jimmy wants to take an edible if he ever does it, and Corey's just trying to convince him that it would be that would mess him up more. Just all this stuff is back and forth. So Jimmy said he would do it on my birthday, and he would make sure Corey was there. So Corey was basically asking Jimmy to promise him. He wanted him to make him a promise. So Jimmy goes, "Pepper and the Mary Jane on Pat's birthday." <laughs> And Corey just staring at him. It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, all right, I get it. That's good yeah. enough. Corey's I get like, it. that does not count. And Pat's like, no, I get it. It counts. It, it counts. <laughs> it counts. Dude, that's hilarious. Just plugging yeah. it into everyday conversation. It's just probably, probably, probably in the marijuana. <laughs> We gotta make those shirts with the shoulder mics. Have to. Really have to. Oh, so man, perfect. So funny. That's so, amazing. So then, Sean, afterwards, I know your dad must have overheard the conversation. So he's passing out cookies in a meeting when he goes, That's an edible, you know? And I was like, Wait, what? <laughs> and he goes, No, I'm just kidding. I mean, that the cookie is edible. I yeah. had any panic attack. It's how like three quarters of the way through the cookie. I haven't had any indulgence in marijuana in over 15 years. And I'm tweaking for like 10 seconds. I'm like, Oh, crap. I was talking about having like a singular chocolate chip, but I just crushed. Three cars is cookie and two bites. Dude, my dad was good at everyone with that. He was like, do you oh, guys want some dessert? People would so be like, no, nah, I don't want it. He's like, it's an edible. They'd be like, really? And they'd all grab a cookie. And he was like, nope. <laughs> well, he got me with so the reverse funny. on that one. It was pretty yeah. Scared the crap out of me. Dude, he was killing everybody. Oh, man. Well, oh, great so times. Funny. Great times were had. One last thing about the party before we move on. I don't know if you guys picked up on this, but, and I don't know if they were ever all there at the same time, but potentially the most and single greatest collections of mustaches that I've ever been at one party with. Dude, it they was were everywhere. Phil takes the cake for oh, sure. Yeah. That thing <laughs> is, and it's natural. Put them on a pizza box, Tartaglias. Yep. It's just, it's so perfect. <laughs> and then Dan, Andy, Mike Scudder. I think that was it. But it was four pretty solid mustaches at one Mr. party. Mr. Connell. Oh, that's just heavy like. Heavy stash. Heavy stash. That's just like secondhand stash. You don't even realize that it's so powerful. Secondhand stash. <laughs> it was. It was a sight to see. Phil, I couldn't, everyone was just, I could see everyone going up to Phil and touching his mustache, and it was, it was awesome. Dude, Phil was killing me yesterday. He's so funny. Right? Oh, it was glorious. Good night. Great night. Great night. Great night.
And then the Bears played football today, and somehow they tried. Somehow and they won. <laughs> they made the weekend better. I know. They Not won, really. but somehow, despite winning, it doesn't feel great. But wins are wins. And we'll take five and one all day, especially with the Packers now getting their butts kicked by the Bucks. Oh yeah. It's offense is so hard for this team. And Matt Nagy is just a bad play caller. Yeah. Uh, that's where I stand. He's just a bad play caller. He needs to relinquish the duties and focus on being a head coach because I do think he is a good head coach because this team plays their ass off every week, and you have one of the biggest disparities of talent, maybe not talent, of production that I've ever seen between an offense and a defense. And somehow that locker room is united and doesn't want to tear each other apart from the inside. Why can't we score 30 points? (laughs) Please, just one week, 30 points. That would be so awesome. 30. This defense is so good again. So Mm -hmm. good. So good. Our corners are amazing. Kyle Fuller is the most aggressive defender in the NFL right now. He's so good. And Jalen Johnson is, is really good. I mean, that pass interference call was pretty crap, if you ask me. And he did get burned once there, but for the most part, you can depend on him to lock down if it's one-on-one coverage or to at least be with his guy. And what I like about him was he'll get burned, he'll make a bad play, and then he gets up and just keeps playing. He's he's still a rookie. He's his sixth game. He's got a ton to learn, obviously, but he's going to be good. I like him. Dude, he's way better than I obviously than I expect him to be at this point, but way yeah. better than I thought he was until mm-hmm. I saw Me someone too. post on Old Sport about his coverage rate. He's like the number he's him and Fuller are like two and three in the league in cover yep. in terms it's of crazy. coverage. He's like, an dude. upgrade from Amukamara last year. Oh, for, for sure. Amukamara was looking old last year. Yeah, I, and again the defense Got a lot of pressure today on a mobile quarterback, so even more impressive there. And Roquan Smith looked really good today. He did look really good. Danny Trevathan looks like he's getting his legs back underneath him. Yeah, as slow. Still a liability in coverage, but not as bad. The defense is is really good. We saw Ejax have another pick six taken away, which Poor guy. Offensively, our line is terrible. Yep. Terrible. David Montgomery is so used to getting hit before he gets to the line that when he's in open field, it's almost like he's tripping falling forward because he's expecting contact. Agreed. And it's just, it's hard to watch. This is, this is not a good run, run defense that we were playing against today. 25th in the league and couldn't get anything going. Montgomery had a couple decent chunk runs, but even though it was 12 yards, 13 yards and just, Constantly being hit at or behind the line. Can't get an easy 10 yards to ice the game a couple different times there. Terrible clock management towards the end of the game. For as many things as they did right to obviously end up winning the game, there's still so much to be desired about this team. But they got Cole Komet involved today. We see how the Jimmy Graham signing was not 
a waste of money because he, he didn't have a touchdown today. But I, I love the intensity he plays with. He's always pushing and getting in the faces of guys on, on the opposing team. And I still think that this 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 team is going to be okay. First of all, and I've said this week in and week out, I'm going to celebrate every win because, A, I don't know if the season's going to go on the whole season, although it's looking more and more like it's going to. And, B, it's hard to win in the NFL. And out of the six games, we have five wins. We beat a, a legit Tampa team. Carolina had won three in a row coming in. And our two wins against uh, Detroit and the Falcons, we, we shouldn't have been losing, but we were, so we came back and we won. So we've been making more plays than the other teams. I know it's not pretty, but I'll take an ugly win any day of the week. Our next three, and th- to me, the reason this game was so important is because our next three games were at L.A. on Sunday night, have the Saints at home, and then we're at Tennessee. I will be happy if we win one of those three games. Because if we win one of those three games, we have a legit shot to go ten and six this year. When so you look at the rest of our schedule. Teams that start five and one in NFL history have an eighty-three percent chance of making the playoffs, and that's before the expanded right. playoffs this year. So ninety percent with the expanded playoffs. Ninety percent chance of making the playoffs at this point, and I think the hardest thing to swallow as a Bears fan is kind of accepting that. Our identity is winning ugly. Yeah. Because that's a terrible identity to have as a fan because you're going to be on the edge of your seat nervous every single game, never be able to take a breath, always going to be in tight games. Right. The thing that's hard for me is that, okay, if if we're going to ride our elite defense and have that be the linchpin of our team, which it normally is when the Bears are good, then we need to balance that with a good average to good running game. We need to figure out a way to run the ball because what we're doing, what, Ma- what Nagy's trying to do, it's just not working. So we need to adjust our roster, or not our roster, we need to adjust our play calling accordingly so we can take advantage of our defense, giving us the ball in favorable field position, making stops, Keeping them off the field, converting on third downs, icing the game when you get the ball back and a chance to just end it so your defense doesn't have to go back on the field. Luckily, they came out and make a play right away, but just not letting it get to that point. This team doesn't have that ability to close out games. They've been finishing games, but they don't have the closeout factor. And in the playoffs, that's going to come back and bite you in the ass. But we're still a long way from Long way from there. What is it? Two or five? So we have 11, 12 weeks to, to get that figured out. And, again, I, I understand your frustration because it is frustrating to watch. I just – I'm just so happy anytime football's on and we're all such diehard Bear fans that when they're good, ugly or not, I'm just happy to see them win. So I, I share your same frustrations, but – I'm happier that they're winning than I am frustrated of how they're winning. So I'm just going to keep believing until they prove otherwise that they're going to get this figured out and ugly or not, I'm cool with it. Five and one. Like I said, we got a tough three games coming up. Um, I would prefer if we are going to – obviously, I want to win all three. I honestly just will be happy with one win, Um, preferably against the Rams or the Saints because – that's good for a, a wild card standing. I mean, if if we beat Tennessee, great. But I'd rather beat a uh, uh, 
another NFC team. Um, but then after that, we still have the Vikings twice. We have Jacksonville. We have Detroit again. Those are all winnable games. Houston is looking better, but they're still 1-5. They suck. We always play Green Bay. Well, I doubt we'll win in Green Bay, but who knows if we can steal one at home, maybe. So I honestly like our chances, you know, moving forward here. I think uh, they have a long way to go to be competitors. <clears throat> Serious competitors, competitors in the NFC. So right. no, I, I agree. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm happy that we're at least being able to talk about having a conversation to be a competitor as opposed to being, oh, we're three and three or we're two and four and we have no shot at the playoffs and now already six games in we're talking about what draft pick we can get. I like the fact yeah. that we're at least talking about they need to make these improvements to be competitors. I would rather have us in that position than any other position. So I'm going to continue to celebrate and be happy about each win and, and just try and take it week to week. I'm going to hope for the best in the playoffs for sure, but I would consider this year another like a, a victory of a season without a Super Bowl, obviously, but it would be a big win for the team and the franchise if we go 10 wins and if we can beat the Packers at least one time. Yeah. That's what I really want. And then go we, in and get a playoff win. A playoff one would be sweet, too. Right, go be, in and, and get a playoff any, Anything that happens in the playoffs, if we win 10 games and beat the Packers, it'd be kind of like Icing Almost like gra- like gravy, yeah, exactly. Yeah. If we can make some kind of a postseason run, obviously I'm all for it. But mm-hmm. for the regular season, let's get ten. Let's beat the Packers at least one time. And I would almost rather even beat them on the road, to be honest. In oh December. my god, I would love love to beat them up in Green Bay, but right, I don't know. Be, I, just, I think it's like a late December game too. That'd be January. awesome. Week twelve, week, week twelve, yeah, and week twelve, and week seventeen are the two oh games God. against Green Bay this year. Yeah, January third, we're in. <clears throat> okay. The so thing for me is, it. for so long now, this whole <clears throat> narrative around this team has been, well, let's see what can happen when Nagy gets a quarterback who knows his system and can run his playbook and he can unleash the whole playbook and this, that, and the other thing. And it's still early. Mm-hmm. But here we are now, three full four games under Foles, and it looks exactly the same. It's not – there's See, no noticeable – I mean, I, there are – I agree with you to an extent, but go ahead. There are improvements point. as far as audibles and identifying defenses and and things of that nature. But as, like, production-wise, we're still seeing missed bad throws by the quarterback where guys are open and it's just a bad throw that misses yeah. them. We're still yeah. seeing uh, inability to pick up big yardage plays anywhere, big chunks of yards. I mean, we there, there's more of the option to push it downfield, but it's just it's things we're seeing other competent NFL offenses do every single week right. are non-existent yeah, within the Bears' offense right. at all. Yeah. I'll and it's frustrating. Nick Foles is eye test only, noticeably better than Mitch Trubisky. He knows what the routes are. He knows when the receivers are going to be open. For the most part, he gets the ball to them accurately and on time. He came out today and said that interception was one of the stupidest plays he's ever done. He shouldn't have done it. I just I feel better with him back there. I like the offense best when he, when it's a no huddle and he's in charge. He goes to the line, he reads the defense, he calls a play, guys go and execute. That's the offense that I want to see because we have been talking about this for I don't know how long, 
Nagy, it just seems like he's His ego is the right biggest there. defense yes. against this team, is Matt yes. Nagy's ego. That's the biggest thing holding them back, I feel like. And, again, we've knocked them for play calling. But all the guy does is win. He wins. He's proven in year three that he can go out and win. If he could if he could get rid of that ego and give up I think he's a good head coach. coach. I don't agree. think he's yes. a good play caller. Couldn't agree more. So if he could give that up and give it to someone who... I don't even know. Have a a game again. He seems like he just randomly calls plays sometimes for no rhyme or reason, without setting him up, without reading the defense. I don't know. He has not shown a ton of improvement. That and his clock management needs needs to get worked on. But I I, I like him as a head coach. All the guy does is win, and I hope that 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 they do get it figured out because this defense is a playoff caliber defense this this no D is legit and they're missing one of their biggest stars and Eddie Goldman in the middle and they're you can tell they're starting to come together so I hope that that eventually Nagy can just get rid of his ego and give up the play calling and we can see what this offense can really do so Remains when, to be seen. when Foles was in Philly and he was doing his thing probably playing the best footballs of his career was it was it Laser that was making those play calls for Philly, or was it Doug Peter? Was the head coach making the play like? Good question. I'm not sure. I'm not I sure really either, but that. I feel like it was. I feel like it was Peterson, and I'm not sure what kind of play calling capabilities the guys behind Nagy has. Probably because he didn't plan on hiring a play caller. He, you know, he's planning right. on obviously him. Right. Well, he does him. have John Filippo who called. Uh, was a play caller, I think, in in, in Philly and Philly, Minnesota. Minnesota and Jacksonville, maybe. Yeah. So definitely. and I, I know Bill Lazor was eventually too. So he definitely has guys who know how to call plays. So okay. I, I just I don't know. I don't, I don't know if he'd ever give up play calling, but I think why not try? <clears throat> yeah, maybe. I'm not exactly looking to Philly, unless it was Philly the year with Foles. But other than that, it's like Philly, Minnesota, and Jacksonville aren't exactly like powerhouse examples of offense but obviously definitely Chicago is not either and we're probably actually worse you're right in the sense that Nagy's a winner because you look now this is 38 games into his coaching career and he's got a well above 500 record but I'd be willing to bet that his offense averages probably in the 15 to 17 point per game range which is just bad by NFL standards. That's bad. Especially when your defense is allowing in that same time frame 16, 18 points a game every year. Mm-hmm. When your defense is allowing that few of points, you should be winning by a touchdown every game. It's not too much to ask to average 24 points in the NFL. That would put yeah. you not even in the top 10. That would put you probably like 14. That would put you in the top half of NFL teams. For offense, if you scored twenty four points a game, Jim, are you looking at up? Seeing what are they average right now? The Bears points per game. Yeah, they they're giving up like sixteen points a game, something crazy. They have the least amount That's of touchdowns incredible. allowed on the season. Oh, you want to know what they're what they're giving? Yeah, up. if you don't, okay. or either, if yeah, you could no, just check out what the Bears points for and points against are right now. Okay, because. If the Bears could just be a top 15 offense, they could be one of the best teams in the NFL. Yeah, like I agree. And it's they make it look so hard. So they're, let's see, they are averaging 
21 points per game exactly. Scoring? No, this isn't this isn't updated because it still has him as four and one. There's no way the Bears are averaging that many points, is there? No, that's terrible. That's 25th in the league. That still seems high for points against their eighth. Hmm, that's weird. ESPN doesn't show. Yeah, but this isn't updated game. yet either. So. Well, ESPN shows them at five and one right now. Right, Regardless, well, let's see. Yeah, you guys. The Bears' offense or not? Just the eye test. Then it's not yeah. where that it needs to be. Agree. Well, even at even at twenty one points. That's, yeah, know, that's bad. They're, they're, they're bad. That's 25th in the league. Which bad. Is, Three touchdowns a game. That's right. bad. You know, bad. play four quarters. <clears throat> yeah, they're right now they're a, on the season, the Bears are a plus 12 point differential. So they average 21.3 points a game. Okay, so even more than I expected, but still not great. No, not great at all. Again, no, twenty something in the league—that's not good. Pretty terrible. They should be average. If they could average a full touchdown more. Well, I guess we'll just put it in this perspective. They are the lowest scoring team in the NFC North, and the third lowest scoring team in the NFC overall. And the only teams below them are the New York Giants and Washington Football Team. Mm-hmm. So they're scoring twenty one point three a game, and they're and they're giving up nineteen point three a game. So yeah, that's why you said they're plus. Perfect. Say plus twelve. Plus twelve, and sorry, fourth lowest scoring offense behind the Niners, Giants, and Washington Football Team. Yeah, so they they gotta get that figured out. They gotta, but like you said, the positive is there's so many games left. So many. They can iron this out. They could figure out how to run the ball. They could figure it out by playoff time, but right now I just I will take five and one all day, but it's as least confident as you can feel in a five and one team from my perspective. At least the Packers are kind of getting their asses kicked. Asses kicked today. 20, 28-10. A Rod has two picks. He's been running around all over the place. He's been hit. Almost been had thrown. a third on that last drive too. Yes, so it it's, right? it's nice to see where. You... All this being said, very likely we're talking about the first place Chicago Bears. Right, because <laughs> if if the Packers lose today because we beat Tampa Bay, we will technically be in first place. Plus, we would. I mean, wouldn't we technically be anyway because we have a half game in hand? But I guess because of win percentage, I don't know how the standings work completely. Figure it out. Either way, we'll out the first end. place Chicago Bears. Dude, and you know what? Screw it. Even if our mantra is win ugly, usually when someone's crying ugly, it's for a big event in their life. So if we're winning ugly, it's for put the those, Super Bowl. Put those ugly faces on and win. I like that. <laughs> put our ugly Let's faces do it. on and win. That's right. Speaking of ugly faces that win. LeBron wrapped up his <laughs> fourth title this past week. Yeah, good transition. In the bubble, the Lakers beat the Heat four games to one, two. It was game six, two. right? Game <clears throat> yep. six. So four to two to win the title. LeBron's fourth. He's finals MVP as well. His fourth finals MVP. Now four and six in NBA finals. 
So naturally, all week, everyone's talking about the GOAT debate and Jordan and LeBron and this, that, and the other thing. And is there anything, basically what I'm trying to get at, is there anything from the opinions of Michael Jordan fans, is there anything LeBron could do to change our minds on this debate? I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's just their careers are so different. They're such different players. They played in such different times. You know, it's not, it's like, I saw, this is, I like this meme a lot. It was a meme. It was LeBron, left, Jordan, center, Kobe, right. And it said the king, the goat, and the mamba. And I was like, that's probably the best way to put it. Because, you know, LeBron, at the end of the day, his numbers are all going to be better than Jordan's. He'll obviously have played in more games, more playoff games, more finals appearances. He could end up with six rings. It's a realistic possibility. And, uh, you know, it's just he's he, – he, I mean, he may go down as the greatest player of all time in some people's opinions when you look at statistics. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, Jordan is the GOAT. I mean, he's the most he's – he's a lethal assassin. I mean, he went in to win. He had three-peat. He retired. He came back. He did it again. Um, you know, he didn't – he didn't have as long of his career, but every all the numbers he his it's almost like his numbers were more potent because of what he was able to accomplish in less time. Yeah, and I mean, I don't think LeBron can take over the goat status, but I think he can keep the king status for sure. Yeah, I think I think it's a really good way to put it. It's I don't know, and I, I know we're we're biased obviously because we had Jordan. But we also don't denounce LeBron's greatness. Some people, it doesn't matter what he could do. When you have the eye test, they're never going to give him credit for anything. Dude is a dominant athlete. He is the best player in the world right now and has been for the last at least 10 years. He's a dominant, dominant athlete. Is he Jordan? No. Is he Kobe? No. But for especially for us, like I was able to see the, I think I, I was like, 10 or 11 when Jordan stopped. So I've got to see Jordan, Kobe, and LeBron. So like our age group of people is super lucky because we've seen three of the best basketball players ever. There's there's nothing wrong with saying Jordan's the GOAT while also giving LeBron his credit for how dominant of an athlete he is. Yes, mm-hmm. he likes to whine a lot. Yes, he, mm-hmm. he goes about things differently than Jordan did, but it doesn't make him any less great. Is he the GOAT? No, but he's, he's the king. I think, Sean, you, that's the right way to put it. He's a king, and at least give the guy his props for being as good as he is. Mm-hmm. He's a damn good basketball player. Yeah, I mean, I'd really like to see the debate stop. I know it never will because it's the biggest lightning rod argument in sports media. Mm-hmm. But that's pretty well put, Sean. I, I think LeBron's whole argument is volume. And then it's just when you break it down per game, like you said, Jordan's numbers are just so potent that it's almost mind-boggling. But then you watch LeBron and how long and consistently he's done things. Like, that's part of his argument, the longevity and being able to do it for such a long, sustained period of time. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, and I think it's to a point where everyone should really just stop focusing their energy into that argument and really appreciate what we are watching in LeBron because even though he is annoying at times and always likes the spotlight on him and he's always complaining the refs, he still is one of the greatest athletes to ever live, not even Matt, just in basketball. Do you remember where yeah. we were 22 years ago today? Judgment Day? Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. That was awesome. Is that when uh, Vince McMahon fired You're Stone Cold? fired, yep. Oh my gosh, that ruined my life. From his wheelchair in the, <laughs> in the press box at the Rosemont Horizon. Kane oh, versus hilarious. Undertaker for the vacated championship belt. Good times. That was dude, great. that match was awesome. That was, that was great. Just like LeBron. He's a great player. And everyone, I I think if LeBron goes now and maybe three peats with the Lakers <laughs> to bring himself to six and six and having played in twelve finals, the argument would be a lot harder to deflect. I still think having the six losses is yeah. is just. Huge, very detrimental to the argument. But having played in twelve finals, it is a, an accomplishment in itself. Right. They had the stat that he had. He's thirty-five and zero against Eastern Conference teams since two thousand. Whenever he went to the Heat, two thousand eleven or something like that. Also saw that AD is probably resigning with LA. So there goes yeah. our pipe dream of luring him away to the Bulls. Right. To me, the thing that separates them is the willingness to put the game on your shoulders at the end of the game. Yeah. And LeBron tries to make the right play, and you can commend him for that, but there's something to be said about stepping up and just making the play instead of yeah. making the right play. And um, that's, a, that's an area where if he could evolve in the back half of his career and win a few more titles where it's him kind of taking control like that, then who knows where this is. But if, if LeBron plays 20-plus years and ends up with six or seven rings and having played in 14 finals, I mean, that's just – that's insane. Yeah. That's just – It's insane. It's, it's insane. That's all there yeah, is to it. wild. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Le LeBron, obviously, he's a super athlete. There's, you know – there's no way around it. The argument's going to go on. I still don't think he's done enough to dethrone Jordan. Who knows? Time will tell. But here is what we do know. Their chances of repeating, let alone three-peating, are going to be severely hindered when Golden State is full force next year with their top two draft pick or whatever they have. And yeah. when Giannis comes to the Bulls, it's going to make things real hard. Big time. Or I've heard Giannis might go to Golden State. Dude, that would Or Miami. I saw that or too. Or Miami. Real uh, quick. So the league's going to shuffle. We'll see what the late. I'm sure the Lakers will secure their kitty too. They'll probably get a couple of good players. Um, so we'll see. But I think his chances are going to be really hard in a yeah. full season, no bubble, with fans, with Golden State, you know, with more experience for a Clippers team that imploded. It's it's. Um, I think this was definitely primed for a Lakers season, yeah. for a Lakers championship, and I think. Uh, I think they're going to have trouble next year, and I I don't think they're going to repeat. 
but I think they got it done this year, so good for them. One other last thing before we move on that has gets thrown out there a lot that you've probably seen that I think is a good way of looking at it as well is it's this graphic, and it's all these accomplishments that Jordan has over LeBron. You know, the two now two more titles, two more finals MVPs, one more MVP, a defensive player of the year, like six or seven scoring titles, four all-team defense, and then it just says MJ literally has an entire career's worth of accomplishments more than LeBron and played already, what now, five less seasons than LeBron did, four less seasons, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So, and it, that's why where people, because that's the annoying thing to me about the argument is that there's morons on both sides of it, but the people on the LeBron side of it that are morons, they just act like Jordan didn't, didn't exist. exist. Yeah, yeah so basically weird. they just act like he didn't exist, so they'll say things like he played in the softest era of the NBA, which is just... Or the easiest era of the NBA to dominate. That's what. Who, Jordan? Yeah, that's what Nick Bionovich will always say. What an idiot. That he played in the easiest era of the NBA to dominate in, or the softest era. I can't remember exactly what it is, but He's either way. He's wrong on both accounts. Yeah. Let's like, kick this kid out of old sport. We can't, we can't have these <laughs> stupid opinions. It keeps it gets it gets engagement, so we'll give him the benefit All right, of the doubt. Fine. He He's more stay. of a Kobe guy, to be honest, but he he just comments king to everything, so. As long as it stays there, it's fine. But just, you know, acknowledge, like we just did. We just acknowledged LeBron for minutes. Minutes. Many minutes. Many minutes. Yeah, it's bogus. Yeah, they're so quick to discredit Michael. And you know what the thing that sucks is, like, you know, by the time Michael's greatness ended, I was eight, so I wouldn't even really put myself in the category of being able to appreciate it. Like, if mm-hmm. we were all, like, there's a reason why you hear people our age who spout off more for LeBron or, or even Kobe sure. over Michael than you do for people who are, like, four or five years older than us. Right. You know, it's like most people who are commenting pro-Jordan are, like, four or five years older and they watched him destroy the 90s. Yeah. In, in every aspect of the 90s, you know, not just on the court, but culturally and, you know, just iconically world-dominating. It's like you, there's a lot of things that these people don't understand were happening when they were literally just children and the world was flying by them at an all-time rate. And now they think they know something or a thing or two because LeBron James, you know, dominates the headlines Um you know, for they don't know things, nothing for things that Jordan's already done. I mean, it's like, or or for things that you know aren't even close to what Jordan has done in some cases. Yeah. So it's tricky. It's tricky to talk about something you really didn't get to experience when you just look at a rap sheet and people think you just fall back on six for six and that's all Jordan did. Yeah, that's it's true. Good points. He's the best. We'll end it there. He's the best. <laughs> Real quick before we close up another fantastic episode of Bros Let's Talk. It was came out of left field last week. It was announced that or Showtime came out and said that Dexter is going to be returning for ten episode for a yes. ten episode miniseries in twenty twenty one. And 
basically what it feels like is trying to right the wrong that was that final season and specifically series finale of Dexter, which was at its peak an all-time great show, and then slowly divulged into what we got at the end, which, spoilers, <laughs> was Dexter somehow surviving, driving his boat off into the middle of a hurricane, and then relocating to become a lumberjack somewhere. It was bad. I hated it. It was terrible. Ridiculous. But Michael C. Hall as Dexter is one of the all-time great acting performances in TV history. I said it, and I won't apologize for it. It's true. It's a perfect casting. That that show probably... That was the first primetime TV show that I got. Not primetime, because that's like ABC, NBC. Like, mm -hmm. what do they call... What do they call HBO? It's it's uh, what what was its old tagline? I know this isn't even HBO. It was what do they say? And I love you, man. He's like, have you ever watched Sunday night programming on HBO? It's <laughs> I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of it. Why I sound like such a moron right now? You guys know what I'm trying to <laughs> I say. Know exactly I know exactly. It's like premium that. television. Yeah, it's that's not exactly the word I'm looking for, but it's basically it's premier television on HBO, Showtime, HBO, whatever. And this was the first show that I really got into. And then after that, I started watching a bunch of shows and like getting into TV dramas and all the jazz. And the first three seasons specifically yeah. were Dexter phenomenal. one through three. So good. Ridiculous. And I actually have high hopes for this because Michael C. Hall is going to be heavily involved with the creative process as well. And I think that the reason they're doing it is because they all felt a certain level of dissatisfaction with the way they closed out the original series. So, I don't know if you guys... Did you guys both watch the show or not? I did not watch it. Sean. I did not watch the final season, but I did watch all the rest of it. And I like really started to hate the show, and that's hence why I did not watch the final yeah. season. And that's it always sucks when a show gets to that point. Mm. Yeah. But definitely... Also, to me, just one of the all-time cool premises behind a TV show to yep. where it's a serial killer who works within the local police department of the town where he's murdering people. So That is pretty cool. Um, yeah. And just the, uh, again, with just the acting, the character itself, the internal dialogue is just amazing mm -hmm. because he's basically just faking everything outwardly and then having these psychotic inner monologues like talking episodes. about how he's faking everything and basically faking being a human and just right it's so good so i am probably going to rewatch before the new stuff comes out so i'm very excited about this i know andy was pretty excited too i'm pretty sure he watched all the way through so I'm definitely excited. I'm I'm for sure gonna watch it. Um, there's no doubt. Is it or it's probably on Showtime, so it's I'll have to figure out. A... Same. That's probably I'll have to figure out some free trial period sort right. of deal. Yeah, and just try and time it up the around the seven that. day power. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be perfect. Right. Yeah. I'm very excited. Um, and who doesn't love a a good old fashioned vigilante justice? Situation. We all do. We're all a right? for Batman. I've gotta vengeance. love the vigilante justice, man. It's the best. Right? 
It really is. It just makes for compelling entertainment. Yeah, it does. Through and through. Just like Bros Let's Talk. And that Show brings does. us to the end of another great episode. Thank you to all of our condiments out there for listening. We love you guys and gals. Oh, the condiments. Andy, we missed you today. We hope you're feeling better. Hopefully you weren't fire hydranting on the toilet with <laughs> your better, face buddy. in the sink throwing up while explosive diarrheaing. The double dragon. The oh, double dragon. Baby. But if, if you like what you heard, you can check out our podcast on Apple, Spotify, basically anywhere else podcasts are found. Our home for our podcast, anchor.fm slash bros let's talk. If you like what you see and you're watching on the YouTube stream, subscribe so you can hit the bell so you get Ding. notifications when our episodes go live. We're going to keep coming with the video episodes weekly. So make sure to subscribe. Did I say that already? Subscribe. Thanks, guys. For Jimmy and Sean, this is Pat. Later, dudes. See ya. Later. All right. Latest on the men, Jimmy. Goodbyes! <laughs> 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 <sighs> 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 <sighs>